Listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. I'll kick it off with a text message from Mark. I'm pretty sure he's in Christchurch. He goes, hey, Ken and Zaid from Crusader Country. That's all he put. <laughs> the barbs have started. Let's go to Mikey. G'day, Mikey. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Oh, I assume um, when we were doing the picks on Friday that you didn't pick the, uh, you didn't want the Chiefs there because you knew it was going to be a close game. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> but even by taking that one out, still no one took the Panthers. Man, man, I, I didn't actually watch that game but because um, I thought it would be a walkover as well. But it just goes to show anyone can be beaten. I mean, everyone was picking that. No one could ever beat the Chiefs, but just, yeah, there you go, proof in the pudding, isn't it? We've had some, we've had some big upsets this year when you think about the, the Drua beating the Crusaders. That was, that was as yep. big as well. There's been some, there's yep. some strong upsets this year. Did you go to the game, Mikey, or were you warm? Oh, no, I don't go to that stadium, but I certainly watched it. Um, sell-out crowd, which is absolutely fantastic. Yes, it is. It was freezing cold outside. Um, I, I, I agree with you. The defence from the Blues was magnificent, but that's kind of all they had, wasn't it? And um, you've got the, one of the best wingers in the country playing in the midfield, um, so there's some of your attacking options sort of gone. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with them at the moment. Um, but I'll tell you what, I watched the Hurricanes game and something, something now is coming to fruition. I thought about this at the start of the year, this whole rest rotation. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain the commentator said that um, Artie and Geordie, two of, the, two of the biggest names in, in the game as well, have to have a rest. Now they've got the Chiefs, the Blues and the Crusaders coming up. Now, if you're having sellout crowds going to see the very best players, it makes the competition a bit of a travesty or a mockery, really, when you can't put two of your biggest names that, that you want to play against those three huge teams, if you're a Hurricanes fan, and you can't put them on the field. Rubbish, isn't it? Now, are there, there's buys, isn't Is there buys in the Super Rugby? I'm pretty sure there is. Um. Yes. Are boys? I think everyone gets one bye. Everyone gets one bye. So Artie hasn't played that. Artie's already missed the game because of all black minutes. And I think I'm right in saying he was suspended for a game as well. And yep. now he has to have yep. another rest. That's, that's what, I'm pretty sure that's what the commentator said. And that time I just thought I had a look to see who they had next. And yeah, three of the biggest teams in the comp they've got. And it's just, it's like you're a fan. You go to the ground. Say, say they, you know, it's another sellout crowd. But you're not seeing your best players on the field. Mm. So if that is the case, it's just it's bollocks. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're currently in third on 37 points. Uh, Crusaders are in fourth, also on 37 points. But you could almost you could almost say if Artie and Geordie don't play those games, the Hurricanes don't win, or it's really really tough. They're going to lose their position on the table. Um, you'd much rather yep. finish yep. third than fourth. Yeah, and they're, and, they're, and they're playing for quarterfinal, semi-final status for for, the, for their home um, crowds. Mm. That's what they're playing for. So there's a lot at stake. But because of this um, rule, it's um, it's not good. It's not a good look for the competition that that has you know everyone wanted surprises. And as he quite rightly said, there's been a couple of upsets. That's good for the competition. Mm. Um, we've had a couple of sellout crowds, so the crowds are coming um, if the teams are good enough. But, I mean, if, if you're a fan of the Canes and you're playing the Crusaders or whoever, the Chiefs, 
and your best players aren't playing. Are you going to fork out um, cash to go along to the game? You'd probably stay at home, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I think proof of that theory might be in the uh, the ticket sales and the numbers in the stands for those games, which is a crying shame um, because the Hurricanes yeah. don't have the depth of the of the Chiefs or the Crusaders and probably the Blues as well. They need their best players playing, and they want to play. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. All right, Mikey. Anyway, good man. Good on you. Cheers. Well Thanks, done. Mate. Congratulations on your black and red team. Zaid from Auckland, our life member, Zaid. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, great win for Carlos yesterday in the UFC. Um, pretty easy knockout. I don't think his um, opponent was quite up to his standards. You know, pretty easy opponent. So um, I think uh, hopefully next fight he might get a bit of a better opponent, maybe a bit higher in the rankings. Mm. Um, and maybe a bit of a tougher test for him because, um, yeah, that fight was a bit easy for me. I think he's got, I think now two back-to-back first-round knockouts. Uh, he's won four fights in a row, so he's on some pretty high, you know, pretty high, um, pretty high rise right now. You know, good good stocks for him. So, yep. um, yeah, great great to see him get a win. Um, yeah, on the Super Rugby, uh, I don't really know what Bowden Barrett was up to on Saturday night. Um, I d- he was. Yeah, kicking the ball a bit too much. I feel like um, that was a team tactic. Like I, I don't know, but it looked like because Caleb Clark was doing it as well, they were kicking, and it was just like we're going to turn these yeah, guys around and try and pin them down. It looked like kicking out on the full as well. Yeah, it looked like a uh, game plan. Yeah, that knock on second try for the Crusaders was clear as day. So I don't know what the ref was up to on that. Um, and yeah, just you, just as usual, the Crusaders just got the rubbers. Rather the green for um for the ref against the blues all the time, you know it seems like they kind of pay the ref, but that's just the way how it works when the blues blues play the crusaders. I guess they want them to win, so that's just how it works. Um, yeah, the blues kind of really won that third or fourth spot, like you said. The hurricanes have got the hardest hardest um road home, um, but you don't want to play the crusaders in the quarterfinal. So I don't know um what the blues need to do to avoid playing the crusaders in the first round. Um, but yeah, the Hurricanes obviously got the Crusaders, Chiefs, and the Blues, so um, they're going to have to lose at least one or not two of them, or maybe three at the worst. But they're going to lose. They can't win all three of those. Um, the Blues need to win at least two. They've got Highlanders and the Reds, and maybe the Hurricanes. I mean, the Reds beat the Chiefs, but I don't think the Chiefs are taking that game seriously. I think the Blues will take their best team to Brisbane um, next weekend, and hopefully we can beat them um, because. Other than that game against the Chiefs, um, the Reds haven't been the best this year. I know it was my. I think it was just a one-off, you know, performance. They out kind of out kind of shine the Chiefs, and maybe the Chiefs weren't really used to the conditions in New Plymouth and just weren't quite ready. And you know, Brad Weber, Sam Kane, quite big outs, Tucky Yaho, Brody Retallick. So mm. they left a few players, you know, that weren't there. So and another great one for the Warriors on Friday night. So. Um, yeah, I guess onwards and upwards for the Warriors. Got a buy, so there's two free points, and then see how they go in the state of origin um, uh, break when they've got to when they have to play some teams that might not have, be quite full strength. So hopefully, can pick up a few points there as well. Yeah, I, I like the state of origin period for the Warriors. Aid, we've got a full board of calls. Thanks for calling Thank in, you. buddy. Cheers, mate. Uh, Dean and Dunedin, g'day, Dino. Yeah, mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, very disappointed me, mate, on that uh, Blues Crusaders thing. I'll make it a bit easier on Zay. They went totally out there with a defensive game plan like England in the 80s. 
mm. kick everything down there. They just needed to put it out. It was glaringly obvious when 30 minutes into the game, they finally get down there. They get two penalties, 7-0, kick it into the corner, try and get parity, and they take three. Mm. So they were hanging on by their teeth because they know that that back line, thanks to whoever's telling Leon he's got to pick that certain bloke at 13, there's nothing there. There's no cohesion. It's rubbish. And we've been watching it for four years. You've got outstanding wingers that are losing their form because they're not getting the ball. The only chance they get at a ball is a cross-field kick. Mm. Go play league. It's rubbish. Utter rubbish. But then the work rate of the pair of them, you look at um, Leicester Whanuku, and you tell me there's a better winger running around New Zealand at the moment. The next best wingers can't go to the World Cup because his knee's shot, as Sevu Reese. And those two Chiefs boys, they're head and shoulders above either of those two Blues wingers. Head and shoulders. Skill set, work rate, everything is stronger. And for me, the best number seven running around for ticker is Billy Harmon. Mm. 79 minutes, Samu runs over the line for a try. And Billy Harmon's right there. Couldn't do anything, but his ticker is still going after 79 minutes. And he's got bugger all help, especially when the NZR review say you can't have Ethan to group for this particular game. That decision for rugby players to be told they need a rest is utter crap. Mm. It's their job. We don't get a week off every five bloody days or five games. I know it's physical. I know it's tough. Having um, Gilbert stand down from fullback, why? He's mm. not even an all-black yet. Possibly could be. I'd rather have spent the time on him for four years than RTS, wasting money. But it, they make these ridiculous calls. Let RTS go back to league now. The Warriors could do with him. The Blues clearly don't need him. They finally worked it out that the guy was thrown in the deep end without having that MPC season right at the start was critical to his development. I feel sorry for the bugger. I do Not too. anything against RTS at all. It's the way they managed him. It was appalling. Yep. It was an experiment. I think it wasn't handled right, and I think ultimately it hasn't worked. So let's just crack on. Let, it's inevitable what's going to happen. He's playing for the Warriors. He's not going to be playing rugby. Why not now? I'm sick of the game, Steph. It's like Big Brother. It's rubbish. We're all Kiwis. Mm. He came out. The Warriors let him go on goodwill. Surely Rugby Union can do the same. Like, if you do the maths on the Super Rugby, I think third, fourth and fifth is going to be the Crusade. I mean, the Hurricanes Blues. I'm not sure which one's going to get where. So they're going to play in a quarterfinal. Mm. I think the Hurricanes need to win one of those games, and that's going to cement them probably fifth. I think they're better. I think they're worthy of getting fourth. But like you just said, two players that everyone wants to go watch are going to have to have a rest. Why weren't they rested last week? Why does Artie want to play against Pacifica? 71-12. I know. What's the point? And he played damn near the whole game too. He always does those things. Mm. I mean, we all love Artie Savia. There's no doubt about it. But he's got three games that are way more important than that game. Mm. Like, for me, Pacifica shouldn't even be in it. That's how I see it. I don't understand why they're there. Fiji are trying. They're just there for the free lunch. There's no, there's no performance on the field. It's, it's appalling. The Blues game was rubbish the week before, and they almost burgled it. Mm. But it was just rubbish to watch. I turned that Hurricanes game off. Mm. Dino, we do have to go, uh, but I just want to say to you, before you go, I'm going to tip my hat to you. I've been in denial. Braden Enor, 
was really, really good in the weekend. He was really, really good. All Black 13 staff, all day. There it is. Good on you, Dino. Dean from Dunedin. Braden Eno, All Black 13. Um, Jeepers. Let's squeeze Stephen now. Ted and Paul, can you guys hang on or ring back in about five? We do have to get a break away before the news, et cetera, et cetera. But Steve from Morgan. So Ted, Paul, we do want to hear from you. If you're happy to hold, do so. Or if you want to call back in five, do that as well. Steve, good day. Oh, Kira Staffy, I'll make my points really quick. Firstly, um, to the whānau, thoughts with the whānau of, uh, of um, Bruce, Bruce Robertson, uh, Man, lovely, lovely man. Met him many times when he was with the Auckland Rugby Union and, of course, with the Northland Rugby Union. Nicest fella you would ever meet. i tell you what, he's the prince of centres. Um, you know, he just puts on a clinic the way he operates, operated at centre. That's the first thing. Park that one. Um, really sad day for, for New Zealand rugby at counties and, and Northland rugby as well, where he worked. Um just on the, the Reds Chiefs game, I just want to chuck a bit of balance out here. Everybody talking about how many players that the the Chiefs had out. Let me give you the tip. The Reds have got up to 12 players missing, including Jordan Pattaya, um, Taniella, Taniella Tupo. You know, guys, guys of guys of that um, uh, Pasami oh, is also missing as well. And, and several others, so they are missing some quality players. So for them, that was about as gutsy a win I've seen from an Australian team from a very, very long time. Mm. Um, and and credible. Just on the on the Blues, you know, I've, to be honest, I had no expectation of them going down there to beat the Crusaders simply because the style in which they play. I've seen we've seen this. We've spoken about this all season that they've been picking pull away and absolutely nothing changed. They looked at their best when they actually started holding on to the ball and I sensed that was all just about desperation. Gee, we're two tries down. We need to do something. But I thought at the end of the day, that scoreline flattered the Blues to my way of thinking because I actually thought the Crusaders were much, much the better team despite the defensive effort of the Blues and I thought the Crusaders also defended very, very well. They could have had three or four other, other tries and won this game basically going away. Just on the guy before with regards to Moana Pacifica, boy, we got short memories in this country. Think back to 1996, the opening of Super Rugby. The likes of the Highlanders and the Crusaders were being beaten by 70 points by some of the South African teams. They were too. When they were on, they, when they were on tour. It's going to take Moana Pacifica a long time to, to, to bed this in. That was pretty much their second 15 they rolled out on Saturday night. They left a lot of their heavy hitters out and they paid the ultimate price for it. And I, I think there's a lesson here for some of the New Zealand teams at the moment. You can't afford to always roll out your second team. If you take if you underestimate somebody, you saw that with the Blues the week before, you saw that with the Crusaders against the Fijian Jewel. There's been a couple of other cases as well. Let these guys have a bit of time to basically bed in because I'll tell you what, they were they were in that game at half-time, but they just didn't have any quality off the bench. And, and that was noticeable with Auckland, Auckland Club Rugby because some of the top teams were missing a lot of their Polynesian players. Guess where they were, Safi? They were the, they were the reserves. They were the reserves for the uh, Moana Pacifica team. So, you know, they're pulling guys out of Club Rugby to, to top up their, their team at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and just finally, finally off the Blues, 
man, I just don't know. I'm, uh, I don't know. What's that? What's the first summon of madness? Doing the same thing and expecting a different result, brother. That's what I'm seeing. Mm. Good man, Steve. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Just quickly, two text messages. Uh, this is what I love about this job. Staff, Dean from Dunedin is spot on. Pete from Christchurch, Crusaders all the way. Quickly followed by, tell Dino to go back to farming sheep. Must be watching a game at Tahuna Park. <laughs> Diametrically opposed. Thanks for holding on. Uh, we'll come back to Ted, Paul and Brett right after this. A uh, bit of a dilemma. Three great callers online, news in two minutes. Uh, I, I can make news a little bit later because, Ted, I really appreciate you holding on. Welcome in. Hey, uh, Steffi, how are you? Good, Ted. Yeah, hey, uh, just wanted to. Um, I heard the news about uh, Bruce Robinson. Yeah, and um, really sad news. Um, was the um, Prince of Centers? Yes, he was. Um, but I always thought um, him and um, that guy from France, um, Philippe Salah, oh. were sort of around the same uh, class of player. Yes. Yeah. So, um, really sad moment in. Uh, New Zealand rugby and um, you know, commemorations to his um, his whanau. Um I listened to the um, Warriors game on uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome call, um, and it kind of took me back to um, the times when um, Alan Mack used to do the um, calls for the Warriors games. And um, I think it was him and Owen Wright. That's right, it was. Um, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I can remember back to those days and always enjoyed uh, Alan Mack's call. Mm, yeah, no, Sammy, Sammy does a great job. And Blake Ashford in his first effort, uh, first time in co-commentary, I thought he was brilliant as well. Yeah, no, that was cool. Uh, great call. I'll pass that on, Ted. Yeah, all right. Good on you, buddy. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Go well. Uh, Paul from Northland. G'day, Paul. Yeah, good mate. Uh, um, yeah, just on the worries. What did you think of the referee? Much better. <laughs> I mean, we had a good ref. Yeah, we, had the, we had their top-rated ref. And then if you look at the referee that we had last week with the shambles, he had the Thursday night yeah. game, shambles. That's right. It was, it was a shambles. And, um, yeah, just goes to show uh, maybe the, the primary couple, I think Ashley Klein did another good ref. Um, but there's probably only a couple really that that are up to scratch, and I think that guy ripped our last game was uh, way out of his depth, to be honest. I think he gets intimidated uh, and he gets flustered, so you can't afford to do that when you're talking two points in the NRL, mate. Mm. Um, yeah, um, just just someone talking about Roger before. Um, I, I can't see the Auckland rugby letting him go. I mean. But they don't have any fans turn up as it is, and it's no way they're going to let them go to the Warriors, so the Warriors can get thirty thousand. So um, I can't see that happening, mate. And then that's just the reality of it. You know, they're fighting for the same fan, but you know, the, the same fans. So, um, but unfortunately, they're losing that battle. Um, but the Super Rugby competition. Is there any other competition in the world that you know of where basically a governing body says to a team? They dictate who, what coaches, what players can, can can play where and when they can play and so forth. I think it's an absolute joke, and fans are getting ripped off. It just seems so contrived, and you know, it's. I'd, I'd be pissed off if I was a Hurricanes fan, and and you know, the players you want to see keep getting told they have to sit this one out by 
a governing body, but they keep going back for water. It's, it's a joke. It is, and I don't know if you heard us talk to Brett Kamali last week, and um, he played just week after week playing uh, NRL, State of Origin, Kangaroos Tours, and I asked him, was he knackered at the end of the year? And he said, no, I'm a professional athlete, paid to play, and I want to play. You take your rest Monday to Friday, you front up on the weekend and you play. If they need rested minutes, they can sit out a couple of trainings. That's right, and you said the word professional. Unfortunately, you know, people who run rugby in this country are basically amateurs pretending to be professionals. They've got absolutely no idea, mate. Mm. Awesome, buddy. Um, stay safe up there in Northam, mate. Good to hear from you. Hey, uh, we've got two points. Uh, we're going to beat the bye this weekend, and then, uh, you know, we've got the Broncos and Napier. I think we'll get that one. So it's looking good, mate. It's looking tremendous. Love the support. Good on you, Paul. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, we'll go to news. We'll come straight back with Brett after that. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Yeah, welcome to call in on anything Super Rugby or UFC or Hayden Wilde's triathlon win, which was fantastic viewing in the weekend as well. The Warriors, anything you like. Brett from Huntley. Oh, Brett, your grubs. What happened? Not grubby enough. <laughs> oh, was it painful was to watch? I like... Oh, you were? I was furious, Steph. So, and my, my thoughts was... Um, I didn't have a problem with rotating those guys in, but if you're one of those, oh, let's call them a, a dirt tracker, how can you not get up emotionally for, for those games? Because mm. like, that could be your only chance. That, and the reality is that was probably going to be the last chance you could get a start this year because uh, we only got three weeks till playoffs. And then you turn in that performance when you've been training all year and then you roll that out then. So, yeah, that was my idea on that. And Dino had a crack at the rugby union, and I'm going to join in and have a crack at probably Chiefs rugby union. Whose idea was it to take the game to Bob the Builder's house? <laughs> I don't mind them taking it to the provinces, to be perfectly honest. I like it when the Hurricanes go to Napier or Palmerston North. I do like that, um, feel inclusive. Um, the Hurricanes did play a game in Palmerston North, and that was a sellout. Um, they don't have a great stadium in New Plymouth because of the earthquake situation, and it looks even worse, worse on TV. But the, <laughs> the stands that were available were full, but we hardly ever saw it. I think there were eleven or 12,000 people, so... Just, um, they'll be disappointed with that performance, mate, like you. Yeah, and uh, the, the Blues, Blues are copying that this weekend. I've got a bit of sympathy for, for them because they don't lose to trash teams, the Blues. They lost two games last year. They lost week one to the Canes, and they lost the final to the Crusaders. And even this year, they've only lost to the Brumbies, the Chiefs, and the Crusaders. At least they're only losing to teams that are at the, the top of the table, not like that performance that we rolled out. How do you think they'll respond to that loss in New Plymouth, the Chiefs? <laughs> I asked Israel this morning because my thought straight away was, geez, I'd hate to be those fellas at training next week. Mm. And yeah, Israel said, yeah, you're right, that's a thing, man. <laughs> so I'm glad, I hope they get trashed their training. Geez, I'm glad I'd trash them. Yeah. But, uh, can I, can I uh, you, you just brought it up there, Seth, and I wanted to sign off with it because I did watch him, Hayden Wild. 
What a beast. I know. I mean, there was all this rugby and league on at the same time, but I was tuned 100% into Hayden Wild. I, I just love that guy. I love triathlon. I love Ironman and all of that because I know the amount of training that the athletes do. And until you actually see it live, which you would have, Brett, you don't actually realise how fast they are running and biking in particular. They are world-class in every single discipline. That was a, a city course that was wet, Steph. So uh, for people that don't know, white lines on the road when it's raining is like a ice skating rink. And the, the pressure that they're, they're putting on their bikes and flying around, the, and, and that's a drafting race too, so you're in a bunch. That's hairy. And then he took off, and so he did 29.30 for his 10Ks. He's running sub-three-minute Ks. Mm. And he dawdled when he got to the carpet. So he yeah, he would have been close to 29 minutes for his 10Ks. Crazy, and eh? Then he looked like he was cruising. He and just broke those dudes in that first lap. The cool thing is, not no, swimming's his weakest, and I think he was 15th yeah. out of the water in a, in a high club. Everyone was there probably except for Alex Yee, but he's 15th out yep, of the great. water. And when he found that out, he thought, oh, that's pretty awesome because I know he's been working hard on his swimming. I mean, look out next Olympics. Yeah. And the good thing is, is that we don't have to wait that long for Paris. No, that's it. That's but uh, it. apparently Alex is going to be there in two weeks in Italy when they, they, they'll have a clash then. So, oh, yeah, can't wait. Mm. He's a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good, good stuff, Brett. Good to hear from you, buddy. See you, my bro. See you, mate. And don't worry, Brett and Chiefs fans, I'm expecting a massive bounce back from them this weekend. Don't you worry about that. Um, oh, the great man Leroy from Gisborne's called. G'day, Leroy. G'day, Steph. Ooh, nice and quick. Yeah, boy. See, you timed <laughs> your run perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No hands at, at yet. <laughs> nah, good on the Warriors. Yeah, it was a Mickey game, that one. Um, sat down with my kangawaru and a cup of tea and listening to the call from Sammy and um, Blake Ashford. Yeah, he did well, Blake. He did, eh? His, um, really good insights. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, yeah. it's pretty good when you listen to former players, you know, coming on radio stations and doing commentary and stuff like that. They give you a good insight, like what you're saying. Mm. Um, yeah. I had a funny feeling, Steph, that um, the scores would have been like, up in the 40s somewhere, but you wouldn't think that the Panthers would have done that, you know? I know. That's the Roosters. That was a hiding. Yeah. What was I it? Something the like... might have done it again. Was it 48? 40 just 4 or something like that, was it? 48. 48-4. 4, 48-4. Yeah. Gee, I mean, that's an amazing attacking display, but equally amazing defensive d- display yeah. in any NRL yeah. game to hold a team to 4. Yeah, that's right. Um, I thought South would have done it, you know, but it was only 20 nil, and but the Cowboys did it 42. Man, oh, far out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but when you when you mentioned it, that no one had taken the sweeps, they got saying, oh, far out. You would have thought someone would have got it, eh, you know, but that's no, the way it goes. No one took the Penny Panthers. Not a person. No. Yeah. No. Good stuff, awesome. Leroy. Yeah, have a good one, eh? And was the Kai good? Uh, the Kai good on Friday? Oh, yeah, loved it. I just finished doing some bottled uh, features. Oh, jeez, mate, you yeah, are I a me some. dab hand in the kitchen. 
Yeah, well, you know, being blind too, Steph, you know, got to try and find things to do. And that's why I listen to the radio and gives me a lot of, you know, peace. And oh. I lost my wife last year, Steph, yeah, and my brother two months before she passed me. Oh, she's been a tough yeah, couple of years for you, champion. I'm really pleased that we yeah. can bring you a little bit of joy, mate. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So that's what keeps me going. Staff radio, baking, you know, bottling, whatever. Just do whatever. Top man, Leroy. Right? people out. <laughs> well, you, mate, ke- keep a little jar of those Fijos aside because me and my sister at some stage are going to come to Gisborne, which is both of our city of birth, and uh, I'd love to share a bottled Fiji with you and tell some yarns. No worries, that's all good, eh? Let's go. Cheers, Leroy. There he is, Leroy, out of Poverty Bay. Capital Poverty Bay, I'm going to say. Gisborne. Um, Give us a yell. 0800 150 811. We've got some text messages coming in. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. If you want to call, call. Boards are clear. You'll be first on. Um, Failing that, I'll read some of the text messages that have come in this morning. We've got Midday Madness. Lines are open. Uh, we go back to the phone lines. The great man Cliff from Dunedin. G'day, Cliff. Yeah, g'day, Staffy. How you doing? Good, thanks, Cliffy. That's good. Yeah, hey, uh, we'll have to have a chat about the Highlanders. I watched the game. I thought, you know, we've got a lot of injuries in the forwards. The locks, I think we had three locks injured. So Frizzell had to go in there. And I thought our forwards did a good game. You know, the Renton and the boys did well up front. They muscled up, but... The back line, they're just all over the place. And, and every week they seem to have different players in different positions. That game, we 20 minutes or so to go, we were six points ahead and one of their guys went in the, in the bin for 10 minutes. We ended up conceding 22 more unanswered points and got a bit of a hiding in the end. And it was, it was very disappointing to see them go down like that so easily in that last 20 minutes. Just... Yeah. Whether uh, the pace of the game just got to them, the, or the the reserves coming on just aren't, you know, don't keep the game level up. It's a bit of a tough lot next week against the Rebels and Dunedin. I'd hate to see what sort of crowd's going to turn up for that. Mm. Oh, I know. Like I really do feel for the Highlanders, one of the great cities, one of the historically great rugby um, provinces of New Zealand, and they're just doing it tough. I really hope the fans stick by them because as you know Cliff you've been around a long time like me that this this is the time you need your fans to stick with you yeah they just they just two or three quality pa- uh, fellas in the back line short you know mm. there's some good there's some good players there but just not enough of them you know they're competitive you know especially when they got the all black prop there and uh, with Aaron Smith but I, you know the, the halfback played pretty good but, you know, it's a tough one. But, yeah, old Bruce Robertson, I, you know, he was brilliant to watch. The Grand Slam Tour in 78, he played every test. He was a great player there with, with Osborne. And then that 1980 centenary test uh, against Wales was another standout for me. Uh, yeah, just, just a silky runner. Always hit, run with the ball in front of him, always looking to get rid of it, you know. And those days, people did that, you know. They're always looking for the pass. They didn't really want to take too much contact, but yeah, he was silky. He was yeah, uh, gone too soon. But yeah, hey, great day down here. Beautiful day. Beautiful. Yeah, have a good one, Stanley. Cheers, mate. Listen from one. We're paying tribute to Bruce Robertson. Um, thanks, Cliffy. We'll go to Graham. Um, I'm just going to say from Northland. Don't care where you are now, Graham, because you're from Northland. 
Oh, I appreciate that, actually. Staff for bloody year. No, I am from Northland. Yeah, no. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Had a great weekend, mate, if you're, you know, started on Friday night with the Chiefs getting spanked. And then, um, and then, um, ended on Saturday night with the Blues getting spanked. How freaking cool is that, mate? Don't ask more. <laughs> um, but just, um, Bowden Barrett, like, it's almost, almost like he's been, he's been, Someone has been coached out of doing what he does best. Yep. And like running at the line and, and taking on the defensive line. And all he does now is he either passes or kicks. And the kicks are going nowhere. Uh, like I just, and he does exactly the same when he's in the All Blacks. Like, and, and people knock, people have knocked Richie Mulgoyne and say, oh, when he's in the All Blacks, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything. But I don't think they're allowed to. Like Richie Moanga owned him on Saturday night. You know, look, look at the hits that Richie took and the tackles that he made. I mean, it was just he was he was just a another loose forward. Bowden <laughs> come off the field, he wasn't even sweating. That definitely, so look, look, it definitely looks to me like Bowden Barrett suffering from game plan instruction. Um, I don't. I'm not yeah. seeing the natural flary Bowden Barrett, and he's getting heaped on a lot. But I think we need to look a little bit deeper that he is playing to instruction. Yeah, I, I agree. But it's like he's a wheel rugby player of the year twice, mate. Yeah, that's it. He's got he's got, he's still got some wheels, man. But something's and and the guy that's coaching him is you know going to be an assistant all back coach. It just seems I'm you know at the moment you can't pick Bowden in the all black squad, but you will be. But there's better players around than him. Mm. Graham, we've got to scoop. And then, oh, okay, mate. Sorry, and buddy. And then, what's going wrong with Tom Robinson? Get Tom Robinson back in there, for God's sake. Otherwise, oh. they won't make the playoffs. I'm with Have you. Have a good one, Steph. Cheers, Cheers buddy. Back. Thanks, Graham. Joey, we got just over a minute. Yeah, go, Steph. Yeah, the, the, the problem with Bowden Barrett, he doesn't know whether he's fullback or first 5 eight. They're mm. playing him, and he, he's, he's playing in both positions. And now, now you're seeing that he's, he's getting... What if they confused? He, he's kicking the ball at five eight and then going back to fullback. Then he's going back to five eight. Then he's going in and being the first receiver. He needs to either play full play fullback or first five eight. He's actually a first five eight because he won two world world uh, titles as the best player in the world at five eight, not at fullback. That's where you should play him, and you say to him, "That's where you're staying, and we don't want you going back to fullback." And the guy will play a lot better because he'll be more structured. As for the, the, the structure of the Super 14 uh, staff, it's a shocker. I mean, a side like um, uh, the Otago, the, the uh, Highlanders, they've won four games and they're only two point, three points off being eight. And mm. the top eight go through. It's just like the Phoenix, you know. The top six out of ten teams go through. It's a joke, you know. It should be the top four, whatever, and, and they go through. They play the semifinals. They play the finals. And whoever can't get there, can't get there. Um, as for the Blues, I did say earlier on uh, in the season it would be a Chiefs-Crusaders final. I still think it'll be that. And I think the Blues will probably get knocked out in either, probably the second second round. Joey, we're out of time. I'm so sorry. Here's the answer. Uh, text from, a text from Mikey saying, Staffy, have you heard from Ken yet? I'm concerned for him. Also forgot to mention yet again under the radar... The Brumbies with another big win. Look out next week, Chiefs fans. That's from Mikey. I have heard from Ken. Staffy, give Adrian Choate 
an all-black jersey. He was the best on field. And send those match officials back to Australia. Or were they from Christchurch? Cheers, Ken. I thought Adrian Trout was magnificent in a losing effort. I'll agree with you there, Ken. Uh, John says the reason the Chiefs lost is because they believe their own press. Watch them run out. High-fiving people just thought they would turn up and win. And the Crusaders are just too good for the Blues again. We're going to take a break for news. And on the other side, we have a number of tributes. Uh, Pretty much the whole hour is dedicated to the Prince of Centres, Bruce Robertson. Don't go anywhere.